listen, before we move into the meat of the matter, um, current events. I heard Sister Veronica Yeah. Because normally, the, let me break this down. Normally, the current events are sad or bad news, negative, <laughs> negativo. Yes. So I think our sister's going to bring something of a bit of a positive, good news. positive matter. Yes. Yeah. Well, Talk to us. Well, um, what was good about it was I saw a picture of people on a beach that had formed a human chain to try to help um, some people who were drowning. Mm. And just the picture of that, I thought, boy, isn't that a great picture of the body of Christ when people get connected and linked together to try to save drowning people. Yes. And that just, yeah. the, the picture of that just was very inspiring to me. Nice. Well, that's how the body should be, right? Amen. Uh, right. Connecting. Yes, should be. Rescuing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. So praise the Lord. So that's Amen. some good news. Amen. That's Amen. good news. That's good news. Um, so let's um, let's let's dive into it. We might as well stop beating around the bush. Yeah, let's just dive in into it. We're dealing with um, mental health. Mental health. Yeah. Now, and first of all, I want to ask you all, what does that even mean to you? Yeah. When when we say mental health, what does that mean, Pastor? Mental health. What does that mean? Well, to you? you know, I I mean if. Before, I mean, I looked at it and studied it, it, it meant basically how you think and how you process and, and how you feel. That's the way my definition. But as I was entering into learning about it, yes. um, it it's, 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 it's everything of your well-being. And I like this definition that, we, that I seen from this article. It says, mental health includes the emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. I think we need to re really allow that to sink in. It's how we think, feel, and act. Yes. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important as every stage of life, childhood, adolescence, throughout adulthood. So basically, it's the whole being, I call it the soulish area of mankind, is your mental state or your mental health okay but as we know we live in a fallen world uh the mental state of an individual goes through things and there's different aspects of the mental health of an individual gotcha. and that's when the mental health get a, gets affected by certain situations and that's what we want to look at tonight and and our sister's going to share her testimony about her mental health through the years and her and, and how she went through and got through and broke through and got set free. So that's here, that's the reason why we wanna bring it up tonight and, and those that you know have mental uh, uh, issues and, 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 and problems in their mental state. Uh, this is, I think this program is for you tonight and we want you to join in with us. We want you to comment, we want you to bring your your information to the table that can help us and bring a, a, a holistic knowledge of what we're trying to obtain tonight. So all of us don't have the answer, but together we can. That was a nice word, holistic. I like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he's pulling him out the back tonight. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Let's just get down to it. Uh, Sister Veronica, mm -hmm. what's your definition of mental health? Well, I think um, when Jesus said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, yeah. I think the ability to, to do that, to love God, to receive love from God, and also to love other people and be loved by other people. So I call love the highest form of wellness. Mm. When you're able to love God, heart, soul, mind, and body, love your neighbor as yourself, when you're able to do that, I call that 
mental health. Amen. Amen. We, I also want to know what you guys um, deem to be mental health as well. Um, now, I'm going to throw a little curve in here. Let's do it. Pastor. Yeah. What is mental illness? Well, I mean, I have the answer here. I mean, I mean, according according to <laughs> what they say, according to what they say, not the answer, not the answer. Yes. Uh, but uh, what what from the articles I was reading, it uh, mental illness has a lot to do with different factors. It can be bio biological, such as genes, brain chemistry. It says life experience, such as trauma or abuse. Yes. Or a family history of mental illness or problems. So it can go from chemical imbalance to your past history to even your family history genes that's mm -hmm. involved. So, mm -hmm. so mental illness can go, it's, it's a broad gamut of things that causes it. Uh, but I think one of the biggest one is spiritual. Okay. It can be a spiritual attack too, and uh, and and I think that's what we need to focus on. One of the things that we need to focus on the spiritual aspect, uh, and not only just the natural, mm -hmm. so we can get a, a full picture of what mental illness, how we can come and bring solutions to it. Sister Veronica, do you have any way you would word mental illness? Well, because they're called mental disorders. Okay. Um, I agree with what the, the American Psychiatric Association says and the National Mind for the Mentally Ill. They say that the mentally ill, they say that the, exactly what you said, that it's disruption of thought, mood, emotion that affects uh, a relationship, right, your, yeah. and your behavior. Well, um, that's what I call heart, soul, mind, and body. So when you, when you are having a hard time with your thoughts and your emotions, so that involves heart and mind, right? Mm -hmm. But when you connect to other souls and, and when you're not able to get along with people, that affects your soul. But then your body's involved because then it affects your behavior as well. So um, I think all disorders started with, you know, sin I call the original mental disorder, hey, right? that's true. So here's your diagnosis. Everybody's disordered. Everybody's got some kind of disorder because we were all born under the curse of sin, right? Mm -hmm. And in Genesis, we actually see the effects of uh, sin in, in, uh, in Adam's perception and Eve's um, thought process. Um, Eve just being in the presence of evil, he, uh, Satan was able to affect her. So here you had Eve, um, she lived in a garden and she, was, she had access to all the fruit, right? And, and all these beautiful trees. But Satan through dark power was able to convince her that limitation of one tree meant that God was now a withholder. So see, the numbers didn't even match. So right. He warped her perception. And then Adam, after he sinned, he looks down at his body. Now, he'd been naked since existence, but all of a sudden, after he sinned, he looked down and he felt shame when he looked at his body. Mm -hmm. But this is what made sense to Adam after sin, to cover himself, right? The Bible mm -hmm. says they made long, loin uh, coverings. Mm -hmm. So he Big covered the part of him that made him different from Eve now was bad and something to be covered. But here's where the disorder happened. It made sense to Adam that he could cover himself from the God who created him and knew him completely and intimately. Right. But he, it made sense. So this was an irrational behavior, don't you think? Right. To think that I could cover myself from the God that made me and knew me. 
And so you see from the beginning this disorder happened. And then the, dis the, the disorder happened with the relationship with Eve. All of a sudden, you know, his relationship with God. So he runs and he's hiding, right, from this God that before this point this was a loving God. They had fellowship. They had relationship. And now he was covered and hiding um, in a bush. And so instead of God being someone that he could uh, love and fellowship with and, you know, maybe could, could have said, yeah, I messed up, I sinned, and I'm sorry. No, what he did was he throws Eve under the bus, right? So yes, there, he they affected his relationship. We call it the old Adam rule. Right. That woman you gave me. And then she uh, uh, blames the serpent. So their uh, relationship was affected. Right. So you had the mental faculties affected. The numbers didn't match anymore. You had emotions affected. Now we have fear. The spirit of fear was born right then. And relationships were affected. So that's where I believe mental disorder stems from. So it all comes from the root of sin. Disobeying yes, God. There Absolutely. was a disconnect. And everything was out of order in Absolutely. even our mental state Absolutely. is what you're saying. Let, yes. let, let me ask you this. Um, now, now there, there, there's what we call to be normal mentally mm -hmm. and to be abnormal. Yes. Uh, what, what, what determines? Because some things, some things that I was reading in this article that everyone goes through times, high lows and, 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 and high moments yes. and low moments. And sometimes you don't feel like doing things. That's just part of the old man and how we feel. But what determines when you have mental issues that it's, it's, you cross the line, mm -hmm. in other words? When your life becomes unmanageable, that's what everything that I read says, you know, your, your life becomes just unmanageable. You can't be who you were meant to be. It affects everything. Um, then you know like you've crossed the line. So for example, yes, everyone has, is born disordered and, and so our minds have to be transformed, you know, to right. the image of Christ. But some of us graduated crazy with honors. <laughs> that would be me. So that's what I tell people. I excelled in crazy. I have a degree in crazy. And so what I had was the perfect storm though. Mm -hmm. I had um, uh, physical and sexual abuse as a child, as a very young child. Before you take, give your testimony, mm -hmm. I just want to set the tone for the people right now. Uh -huh. Set the tone. Set, set the, the tone, tone for you. Because she's about ready to go in. You can tell. She's about ready to go in. But I, I just want to set the foundation this, that we all have issues uh, in our lives. So there's no perfection in mm -hmm. the mental state because Correct. of the uh, what, what Veronica was saying, because of sin entered to the world. But... There's a place where you cross the line where you cannot function when these right. emotions completely take over your life. When depression yes, and, and the ups and downs and how you feel, you can't get out of bed and all these things that you're struggling with. And that becomes greater in your life than what you want to do in Absolutely. your life. So that is some marking points to, 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 mm -hmm. to start looking and reflecting. Because what we want you to do is start reflecting or people that you love, people that you know, start looking for these signs because, you, because there's help out there. And what we try to do tonight, we're trying to expose it to, to, bring, to bring you to a place of deliverance. So, uh, so I, I think now, I think we can set up the tone that Veronica, maybe you want to share your testimony and, 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 and can help some people out there today. Share your testimony like okay, you were starting. Yes. Okay, so I had what I call the perfect storm where I was, um, I was physically, sexually abused for, as a very young child. Mm. And then I was um, brought up around a lot of pornography, a lot of drugs, mm. and violence. 
And then, um, so I had that. And then a caregiver that I had, she was into Santeria, which was witchcraft. Yes. And then I had three suicides in my family. Mm. So I had that. And wow. so that, that um, was always in the back of my mind, sort of that plan B, if life gets hard enough, then yeah. this, is, this is how I'll handle it. But then uh, when I was a little bit older, I actually had um, three really bad head injuries. So like seven, eight, nine years old, I, I, got, I got a concussion. I fell from my bunk bed when I was sleeping. Uh, I woke up that way. And then another time on the playground, I had an accident. So I had three really bad uh, head injuries. I was hospitalized for the concussion. I lost consciousness. I woke up, I couldn't speak. And so I had then, you know, the spiritual, the curses, mm -hmm. you know, from the sin in my family. I had the, the, the physical um, injuries. But then I had, um, as I grew older, what I had was uh, my own choices, my own response to the evil that was done uh, to me and so I go but, but you know let's let's you know I don't want people to miss uh -huh. what's I mean I'm hearing a lot I'm just like yes. wow you know already right, right. you know since mm -hmm. you were a child you went through all that all that abuse and yes. all that exposure to darkness and and even the spiritual sense too yes. and and then and then physically getting hurt yes. right mm -hmm. so um, you know all this but what what age up to what 12 13 or what oh well by the time i was a teenager that was the first time that i actually cut myself wow um, so okay all this i'm just trying to help us help us because i don't fully understand because I, I i haven't been through half of that what okay. you're saying so i'm trying to think of when you were growing up when you're 10 11 12 13 14 what's going through your okay. mind and and how do you how did you see the world um well one thing I remember is actually saying this to myself, that being a child is the worst thing mm. because that means anyone can do anything they want to you and they'll get away with it. So I was very, I had a lot of rage even as a, a small child. And I remember even thinking when I was small, I can't wait till when I'm older and I could do, you know, the, the punching mm. and, and the mm. hitting. But there was also, I remember, especially, in, you know, in the times when I would get uh, physically abused, um, because at, there was a one time where I didn't think that the sexual abuse was actually abuse. You know, mm. you're so small and this is a relative and you don't even know that it's uh, evil and dark yet. But, yeah. but I remember um, a voice would speak to me in my head. And when I was angry with someone and it would say, that, yes, that's right, be angry. Uh, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. And, pick, and I would picture, um, you know, evil things and tragedies yeah. happening to that person. And that voice was actually a soothing comfort to me. Mm. And that voice would appear in my head every time something like something like that would happen. I didn't learn till later that that voice was a demonic voice. And while it felt like it was like I, I, I wasn't alone and it felt like it was comforting me, that was actually the voice of wow. the enemy. Yeah. Um, and that I had welcomed because. I was so, so, so that uh, I'm just trying to walk the people through mm -hmm. so some of the things. So your childhood, you, you didn't like your childhood, basically. No, not at all. And you, you couldn't stand being a child, basically. Right. You want to get older so you can protect yourself. Yes, and I had an incredible sense of shame. Okay. I remember feeling that the reason that my mother was the kind of mother that she was, that the reason that my father, because my father was one, my father killed himself when I was a little girl, mm. and the reason that I was so... Uh, now, how did you handle that? I'm sorry, but mm -hmm. you got so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just yeah. want to make sure that we, we don't miss it because oh. there has been... Uh, uh, you know, there's people out there that their their parents died when yes. they were young. H how does a young person go through that, cope with it, or you don't cope with it? What what is that oh, sense of loss? You take it so personal. My my feeling was, wow, 
not only did, because my parents had, had been divorced, right? Uh -huh. And then my, I didn't like hear from my father for a long time. And I thought, not only does my father not want a relationship with me, not care about me, but he mm -hmm. wants to make sure that he never sees me again. Mm. I am that bad, that ugly, that stupid, that defective that my father doesn't ever want to have anything so to do with So you blame yourself for the suicide. Absolutely. See, yes. that's the reason why, Jay, yes. that su you know, the suicide is a most selfish thing because you don't think about the loved ones that you're leaving behind, yeah, the children and, and all those that are involved. You, mm -hmm. you just don't, it's, it's suicide. And, 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 and when, when a person does that, it affects so many people. Yes. And it's, it's grounded in self self yes. it's a selfish act and 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 hey yeah i'm just trying to get through all the things that you're just you know, i, well, <laughs> I know I you have you a, a timeline so the sexual abuse uh was four or five years old mm. um i was with that babysitter well until i was like 12 um because we lived with her mm. uh, for a time and then i actually got saved at 12 years old um, so I believe that God's hand of mercy was on my life, and it could have been so much worse. I mean, I had other relatives that... Now, how did the witchcraft comes in, and then salvation comes in? Um, well, uh, the witchcraft, so I was exposed to it. So, you know, this woman, she would uh, play music for the dead, and she would do curses and incantations. Mm, okay. And um, I remember there was, there's a phrase that she would say that I didn't realize until later. She would actually... Uh, curse the Holy Spirit mm. and I didn't un understand that till one day when I was older wow what she was saying like you know how people say oh darn or oh shoot yeah. well, she would literally blaspheme, blaspheme uh, the, the host, Holy Spirit yeah, my uh, God the Holy Spirit and um, you know and, and, and my mother dabbled in it as well and so uh, I remember one time I tried to talk to my mom about God I remember this and I and I, I mentioned God and she said Shh, don't talk about God he doesn't like it and I thought oh okay and so, you know, I thought, all right, he, he's just seemed very distant. I believe that he existed, but um, he couldn't see me. And I didn't want him to see me because I felt very dirty and stained yeah, and ashamed. Yeah. So. so where salvation came in at 12 years old? 12 years old. Oh, through, uh, through a ministry. Uh, um, it was actually Bill Wilson uh, was the pastor. And I believe it's called Metro Child now. Bill, mm -hmm. and, but Bill at the Wilson time, yeah, so I'm from Brooklyn, Bushwick. And hey. so they would send buses into the ghetto where I'm from. And they would pick up kids and they would take them to children's church. Yeah. Didn't so, they have the sidewalk, the, the, the platform, like they the did. truck like we have? They did. They yep. did. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why I, I love children's ministry. Yep. And so I remember I, uh, the first day that I went, um, you know, and he said Jesus loved children. And I could, I had never, heard, I didn't think anybody loved children. Mm. And I thought, wow, how come nobody tell me Jesus sounds, he's pretty important. And um, do you want Jesus in your heart? Well, I raised my hand. But I remember thinking, even as I raised my hand, Maybe because there's so many kids here. If he doesn't look at me too closely, I'll blend in with all the other children and I'll make it into heaven. Wow, wow. Yeah. Um, let, let's go here, uh, Jay. I want to do this. Go for it. Um, you out there? Uh, can can you relate to any of these symptoms? And I was looking at some of these symptoms. Were you involved in any of these symptoms that they mm -hmm. say if there's <coughs> mental disorder? or issues you have eating or sleeping too much or too little yes in other words extreme eating too much or you're not eating at all and you're not getting enough sleep or you're sleeping too much yeah. uh pulling away from people no activity mm -hmm. staying away uh having low energy that you have no energy at all 
feeling numb. What about feeling numb, mm -hmm. numb and have and nothing matters to you? You don't care no more. You, you desensitize. That's how I survived. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you know some of these things that that it says that these are symptoms, saying that if these are evident in your life, chances are you're going through some mental anguish and issues in your in in your mental state. So. So carry on, go ahead with Let's your, carry on. you know, so, it's just, it's just a lot of things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then as a teenager, I was, uh, I remember I was, you know, I had a lot of, uh, problems. I have a lot of issues. So my mom, I remember the first time she took me to a therapist, I was uh, 14 years old. And, um, then at 15, I was in a home for girls, uh, for wayward girls from 15 to 16. And I was just an angry, 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 uh, young person. And I remember, um, just uh, even, you know, a time in my teens, I thought, wow, I hate men so much because I have been sexually abused so many times, but I had actually also been sexually abused by females. Mm. And I remember thinking, wow, I hate men so much, maybe I'm gay. Mm. And then I realized, no, I hate women too. I just hate everybody. Mm. I just was full, full mm. of hatred. And so um, I began self-harming. And so I was anorexic for a time mm. and I would self-harm, you know, I, I punched things and I, I would cut myself and um, I fought a lot with people. I like destroyed like all my relationships. And so, you know, also there were times of depression, you know, really, really bad depression. So I just had- What is depression? Help us out with depression. What is, because, um, don't everybody get kind of depressed? Or well, there's what's... the depression that is, is normal, for example, uh, you have a great loss like of a spouse or a family member right. so there's a time that that you feel sad and and that's normal right we we have to have a a, a time of sadness there um to honor you know yeah. the, the pain and, and and the loved one so that's normal but when you are so depressed that you want to take your life mm. that you have absolutely no hope at all no hope suicidal no hope you're suicidal and you can only think negatively now Okay. Nothing good is ever going to happen. But here's the thing about depression. It also colors your past. So not only does your future seem bleak, but then you forget every good thing that ever happened in your life. Mm. So everything just looks black mm. and bleak and dark. And so what happens is you focus only on the negative and the dark. And yeah. so I went through a time of depression where, I mean, just... A, a, such a long, long time where I would, I mean, just was in bed constantly with, you know, uh, the shades drawn and I wouldn't talk to anybody and go to church and I, have, and I was completely isolated and that mm. happened for a very long time. Wow. wow, wow. Jay, I want to, yes, I'm being the host now. Host it, host it, host <laughs> it. Can I ask you, have you ever been through some of this? Can you relate to any of this? Um, I would say I can relate to, well, let me, I'll say it like this. I worked for WGAL. Okay. Oh, you just threw it out there. Yeah, I used, I used to. I used to be an audio engineer. <laughs> you just throw it out at there. W, at WGAL. Once again. And I guess about a month in, I realized, wow, all I'm hearing is bad news. Mm. Mm. All the news is, everything on the news is bad news. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you don't know, you're going to find out via me that bad news, what you hear and what you see, badly affects you absolutely it will it will put you absolutely. in a depressive state now i was one of those christians it's all you can't be a christian and be depressed you're right mm. <laughs> <laughs> um i found that found that out real quick like real right. quick like so about six months in i said yo i'm depressed mm. but it is it was because 
what I was feeding myself mm-hmm. via my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listening to. And listening to, and all you're hearing is negativity. Mm-hmm. So I understand now a person's environment can cause mental issues. Yeah. Just your, envi- if your environment, if you, you cannot tell me if all you see is poverty, murder, crime, and all these negative things right. that it's not going to affect your mind. Mm-hmm. Come on. You're kidding mm-hmm. yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. All right. So, um, yes, to answer your question, yes. Okay. There you go. I, I experienced those right. things. I, I just want to know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We never really talked about that, did we? Mm-hmm. What? Depression and mental illness. Well, well, you know what? Now you got me going. Well, go ahead. Because the, I think the, the Spanish folks say the machismo, the macho-ness of a man. Yeah. You don't talk about you it. You don't. What man wants to say he's depressed? <laughs> That's like wearing a pink shirt. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. I got a pink shirt. Me too. All right. <laughs> but I just say it's fuchsia. Oh. <laughs> That's all. Um, but we don't want to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't want to say that we're depressed or, uh, yo, I might have some, something going on mentally because whether we want to be honest or not, mm-hmm. our communities. Uh, we associate mental illness with you're crazy. Yeah. That's not the case. That's not the case. Mm. Studies show, and uh, Dr. Jones, who I was just reading up about, she says one in five people are struggling with mental illness. One in five people. One in five people. So So that means that's about two people in this room right now. Uh Oh, yeah. Come on. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. That's a thought. We have to. Remove the old-fashioned label yes. that, oh, these people are crazy. Oh, Absolutely. you're crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Just like, I like the mental health thing. Mm. We are conscious right now in America that I'm working out. We want to get heart healthy. Yes. But what do we want to get mental health? Mm. Mm. That's mm. good stuff. So this is an organ just like the heart is. Yeah. And it needs to be checked out, examined, like yes, you sir. go get a physical. Yeah. This thing needs to be checked out, examined. Hey. It's just uh-huh. another organ. Right. Wow. You know, Absolutely. I'm not diminishing it, but it's an organ. It's an organ. Yeah. Let's just keep Call it real. It what it is. Call it what mm-hmm. it is. All right, bro. So it needs checked out. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. So, so Veronica, let's go mm-hmm. back over here okay. and let's pick up. You know, you get saved. Now you're in your uh-huh. teenage years. What's going on? So when I was uh, 20, um, that was uh, my brother then committed suicide. And that was the first time that I went on medication for uh, So your father and your brother. And my great-grandmother, yes. And your great-grandmother. Yes, yes. But my brother and I were very close in age. We were, uh, we, we were pretty close. And so when he began changing, because he was also abused, um, and, our re- and we had a split in our relationship, that was really, really hard on me. And then when the, uh, uh, when the suicide happened, I really, really got severely depressed, mm. and so, I, and there was a time when I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing, and so I was put on an antidepressant for the mm. first time. Mm. So I now, medication or drugs yes. is coming into play now. Yes. 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 And I was actually that was the first time I was hospitalized, also at uh, 2019, and uh, I, that was for cutting. And so I was at Woodhall Hospital. In what is Oakland. cutting? Some people might not know what, what, what's cutting. So what cutting is, that? is the behavior that some people do when you feel uh, uh, in pain or in stress and you get relief by actually cutting yourself. Uh, it's called uh, self-harm or self-mutilation. Some people uh, burn themselves with cigarettes. Some people use, mm. I use the box mm. cutter and glass. And, I, and mm. I would actually get a sense of relief 
when I would uh, cut myself. Right now, I know that cutting is actually an act of control. Mm. And so I couldn't control all the other things that were happening to me, but I can make myself bleed anytime I want. Wow. Mm. And there was also an aspect of the response when people saw that I was cutting. I mean, the look on someone's face when they see this, you know, it's, it's, it's attention like, whoa, you know, and it was negative attention. But you know how um, the word says, you know, to a starving person, even something sour tastes good. Yeah. Well, that attention also sort of uh, drove me. So that, so that is all, I mean, that's powerful. It, even though it was, it was evil, wicked, and twisted, but she still got something out of it. Yes, but and, I didn't strange... know it was evil, wicked, and twisted until someone, Miss Brenda Green, challenged me. Because even I, this behavior, you know, I, I tried so hard. I, took, uh, I was on 16 different medications. I was hospitalized several times, and I had very, very good doctors and therapists. But in times of stress... Sometimes I would go back to this behavior. So here, I was in my 40s, and I began cutting again. And I remember I felt so ashamed because now, again, the suicidal thoughts were coming back. And I went to uh, Brenda Green. This is why sometimes you have to get help. You have to humble yourself and find so someone. We, okay, we jumped 20 years here. Oh, oh right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Round 20, that's when you start getting medication and, and, and yes. counseling and things like that. Right. And you're saved. So from 20 to f those 20 years, how did it affect your everyday living, like working, job, family, okay. you know, wh what, you know, fill us in a little bit of that okay. time period. Right. So I got married at 21 and I had five kids. So from 20 to 30 is one big pregnant blur. I had all those babies, and so I loved being a mom. Mm. I loved childbearing, and, and uh, my husband had a good job, so I was, I was very blessed to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, and I just threw myself into mothering. Right. I was, you know, got to be the stay-at-home mom. I, I, you know, made Play-Doh, and I was playing on the floor with my kids a lot, and it was an exhausting job, but I loved it. I just loved, loved being a mom. Um, there were signs when, uh, you know, there were times when I could go for like three days without sleep. And I had massive amounts of energy sometimes. And then I would swing to, you know, like... The highs and lows. That, absolutely. Yeah, and those were evident. But because I threw myself into mothering, I loved it so much, um, that, that pretty much, you know, God's grace was on me at, mm -hmm. at that time raising my children. We got a couple questions. Yeah, let's go in. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's deal, deal with that. Um, this is a question from Sister Norma. She says, how does the church deal with this issue? And how is it, e and, excuse me, and is this even biblical? Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, I want you to share here in a little bit uh -huh. your point of view, Veronica. Okay. But something that I was... Uh, seeking out, looking at different articles and, and, and pastors and what they're saying. Um, now the church, I just want to sum it up like this, the church is getting more educated mm. and more, uh, they're willing to expose it. I, I think 20, maybe 20 years ago, it's more was hidden, taboo more mm -hmm. or less, just pray for you, slap some oil in and keep it moving. <laughs> you know, that was a thing, but, but but we're at a we're at a situation that the, the church is is getting to a place of trying to expose it, trying to learn, and trying to understand it at the natural point and also the spiritual point. Yeah. Uh, here at In the Light Ministries, I think we're I think we're in the right track. In what we do, what we have, we we have 
the nat uh, with the spiritual side we got pastors and leaders and things like that but also we got some good counselors too we have uh pastor sonny oliver and uh brenda green uh, our sisters talk about brenda green and also veronica herself is a good counselor uh they have some professional background on this subject matter so what i'm trying to say the church is getting to the to to the point that we see the need of the physical side the educational side also the spiritual side so I think the church is getting better. I think in the article, there's around 60-some percent of the churches are trying to learn and try to educate. So that's what the church is, is educating themselves better. We're, we haven't arrived, Hello. but I think we are understanding everything's not a devil. Hello. Okay. You know, we understand that there can be chemical imbalances. We understand that your past does dictate, usually dictate your what, what you do in the present and, and, and try to shape your future. Correct. So that affects your life. So we are understanding that. And I think because of this, because we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think because we're talking about it, exposing it and saying, hey, we don't know all about it. We, we want help. And because of that, I think the pieces are coming together. So uh, mm -hmm. just to answer that. What's your take on it? Well, I would look at the Psalms at a David, our brother David, a man after God's own heart. So um, I read that there's 150 Psalms. Well, two thirds of the Psalms are laments, songs Lament. about mm -hmm. uh, you know mourning uh, um, and suffering. And he was called a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And so if you read the Psalms, you know you read David was pretty extreme. When David was happy, he, he was, was happy. worshiping naked. Come he on. didn't care. Yeah. He was jumping up and down, right? But when David was depressed, yeah. David was like, kill all my enemies, let them be bald headed and crush mm, their teeth and God. let them, you know, and, and when he was in the pit, he, he literally said, you know, rescue me from the pit. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when he was angry, he would say, God, what, you know, are you deaf? You know, mm. how, how come you're not listening to me? So David is an excellent example of someone that had mood swings. And there's even a time where, you know, David had a full blown panic attack. Mm. And uh, one time God showed me this, I believe it's Psalm 3810. I'm not sure if that's the one, but uh, I know that it says that uh, David himself is saying, my heart beats wildly within mm. me. Yeah. I have lost yeah. my strength and I am going blind. Mm. That, my friend, is a full-blown panic attack. <laughs> you have palpitations, muscle weakness, and blurred vision. Mm. That is a panic Hello. attack. Hello. And so if David, a man after God's own heart, can suffer from panic attacks and anxiety, and he would say how great anxiety is within me. And mm. he would say, you know, I'm wetting my, my pillow with tears. You know, he dealt with uh, depression. Deep. But what David did, and this is why he was a man after God's own heart, is that he would always come back to and yet i will trust in your yeah. unfailing love yeah. i will trust in the god who saves me who Amen. loves me so he was able to express mm -hmm. all of his yeah. he had some real problems people were trying to kill david right yeah. but he would bring all of that to the cross he would bring it uh, uh, to uh, to god in the light you Amen. know so he would suffer in the light but he would always then believe in the goodness yes. of God. You know, the, the nugget through nugget, we have prayer every morning. And the nugget that I had today was to encourage yourself. And David encouraged himself yes, even did. through the, they, they were threatened to kill him. Matter of yeah. fact, the Bible says they're getting ready to stone him. Yes. But David within himself encouraged himself to get over that mount, to get over that darkness mm. in his life. And because he had willing to encourage himself, he came to himself and be able to do what God called him to do. Right. Uh, before we, the next question, I want to. I want you before we. I, I don't want to miss this. I want mm -hmm. you the little piece on Jesus when the Satan told him 
to throw himself down. Listen. I want, I, I want you, I want everybody to listen. If you're not going to listen to anything, but listen to this. This okay. is a good piece. Uh, this is uh, revelation, I think, yes, that, that we need to hear. Go ahead. Okay. Speak so on that. Please. God showed me this. When Jesus was uh, tempted in, in the desert, right? Now, I'm a good New Yorker, so I used to watch, you know, uh, Law and Order uh, 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 show all the time okay. and so I thought that Jesus was like in my mind he was kidnapped thrown in a trunk and driven to the desert place but the the Bible says the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Jesus, yes. right? so that means and this was um, right before Jesus ministry took off right yep. so I believe that Jesus time in the desert was to show us how to come against the mental onslaught say that again to show us how to, to come show us because and I was, because this is what God showed me. So he was there 40 days, 40 nights, right. hungry, right? right. Mm -hmm. So he was physically depleted. Yep. Um, he was in the wilderness, so he was alone and isolated, right? But the way the enemy came against Jesus was a mental calculation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? He said, if you are, come on, right? There was a question. Yep. And then he challenged him, if A plus B equals C, do this, right? Yeah. So he came against his mental reasoning. He tried to get Jesus to use carnal reasoning to right. deal with his suffering. Come on. So the first one, um, you know, he said, if you're the son of God, mm -hmm. right, turn these breads to stone. Right. So he appealed to Jesus' physical Appetites. suffering. Yep. And so what Jesus did, what he came back with, it is written, sensory information, right, that mm -hmm. he knew from the scriptures. And basically what he said is man doesn't live by bread alone. What he basically said was, I am more than my desires. Mm. I am more Overcoming than desires. my urges, yes. right? But the second one, and depending on, on the version that you read, well, he says, it says that, you know, Satan took him to a high place, yep. high place and he tells him to jump because the angels will catch you. And he even used scripture, the right? He said, the Bible says that, yes. you know. So in the natural, we know that had Jesus jumped, that would have been suicide. Mm -hmm. mm. So what God showed me was, here Satan had a, a little opportunity to try to take down mm. his, you know, his uh, victor, his conqueror, right? Yeah. So he was going to come against Jesus with the big guns. So if he tempted Jesus with suicide, how, mm. why are we so surprised come on. when he comes against the church, the body of Christ, with suicidal thoughts? With those right? thoughts, yeah. So what I love is how Jesus again answers with scripture. He answers, it is written. He comes back with technical information, mm. sensory information, and he says, uh, I'm not going to tempt God, right? Right. And when I asked God about that, what does that mean, tempted? And, and the Lord uh, told me that, you know, he's such a father mm. that whenever his children cry out to him, yeah. even if God is, is allowing some suffering, because, you know, he allows suffering to mold us and to change yes, us and to, to do it. something yep. good in us, right? Mm -hmm. But because he's such a father, when his children cry out and says, I, I can't take it anymore, I want to jump, I can't take it anymore, mm -hmm. then God gets tempted to say, okay, let's abort the mission, we'll try this another time, mm. we'll do this lesson another time right but Jesus said not my will but his so right there when Jesus didn't jump and didn't try to end his his yeah. emotional suffering mm -hmm. I believe that was the training that was the lesson that carried him to the garden when he was able to say not my will but Let yours you even though this is gonna hurt yes. even though this is hard not what I want but what so, so I, I think a big deliverance tonight to set some people free something that you said Veronica is this that these thoughts come to your mind and usually when those thoughts come to your mind you're going to say what's wrong with me mm. Mm. and that takes you into shame 
it takes you into a dark place even more that thing that's upon you grows deeper in your life and that's what shoves you over the edge now you think something is wrong with you. you're not normal right. but it's a spiritual attack yes. and the same way satan came against christ mm -hmm. throw yourself down from that high pinnacle place that mm -hmm. high place the same thoughts that was trying to hit Jesus, these try to hit you and I. Yes. But you and I have the power through Jesus Christ, yes. like Sister saying, that Jesus was the great example how to overcome. Absolutely. And how do you overcome? With God's word. Yes. His word, the B-I-B-L-E. Oh, you got to know it. You got to mm -hmm. know it. Yes. More than just in your mind. You got to have it in your heart, in your spirit. Right. Because when the enemy comes in like the flood, the standard of God will be raised. The standard is God's word. Right. So, so this is very important. When the enemy tries to speak that voice in your mind, remember it's attack. And, and, and many people, many men and women go through the same thing that you're going through. But you need to attack it with the word of God yes. just as Jesus. Yes. He said it is written. Hallelujah. Can so, I speak to that quickly? Just, yes. Just to give you another example in the Bible. When Jesus was talking to Peter and he asked Peter, um, who do you say that I am? Mm. So in that conversation, he says, well, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah. And Jesus says to him, blessed are you. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, yes. but the spirit of God. So some thoughts come straight from God into your head. Mm. But then in that same conversation, a little bit later, come on right? Now. Yeah. Then uh, Jesus, uh, uh, Peter gets scared and he gets so anxious and he starts rebuking. And then yeah. what does Jesus say to him? Mm -hmm. He says, get behind me, Satan. Satan. You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. So I used to think, well, that's kind of cold, you know, calling him <laughs> Satan. But actually, it was the most loving thing that he could do because he exposed the source of that, that thought. Spirit. Yes. That thought that you just got in your head, that didn't come from God. That came from Satan mm. himself. Come on, in the same moment, like it's something just yes. changed in that same chapter. Is, One right. for revelation from God, the other one right. came from hell itself. And the third yeah. place that thoughts come, so you have uh, sometimes Satan will send you thoughts, God will send you thoughts, and sometimes in our own mind, because we store memories, mm -hmm. and our brain is very, very complex, so we have some stored information, and we have our own thoughts. So this is why we need discernment, yes. and this is why we need the Word of God as our ruler, yeah. as Pastor our guideline Phil was talking to what's about from God. Discernment on Sunday. Yes, yeah. yes. So what's the next question? I know. So we, we got a flurry of questions, so let's try to get through them because we got like ten minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this is from Kelly Hughes. She says, "Is it possible to feel too tainted by abuse and self and self destruction that you don't feel like you ever will be completely saved or forgiven?" Mm. Say that again. Is it possible to feel too tainted by abuse and self-destruction that yeah. you don't feel like you will ever be completely saved or forgiven? Well, yeah. Yeah, you will yeah. feel that way that yes. there's no that's way out. True. Yeah, but exactly. It's yeah. not the truth. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because God will give you moments like this. And if you're feeling this way, this is not by accident that you came across this broadcast. Right, and that right. Because this is a life preserver that God's throwing to you mm -hmm. that you will reach out and grab uh, because that is not true. And that's what the sin and darkness does. It, it gives you to a place of getting deeper that there's no way out and that there's no hope. That's what the suicide, the end result, there's no hope. Right. So, but the lie has come to you. But we're here to tell you the truth of God, that hope is there. Matter of fact, 
God is right there. No matter where you're at or what's going on in your life, Jesus is right there. And he wants to rescue you. He wants to deliver you. And the biggest thing, he wants to love on you. I don't care what you've been through, what you're going through, what happened in your life. I don't care you did it 100% guilty. God still loves you. If only you open your heart. If only you open your heart and your spirit right now, the love of God will be poured out to you right now. So there's always hope. There's always a miracle. Open your heart. Just say yes to Jesus one more time. Yeah. Yes to Jesus one more time. Amen. What's another question? Another question is um, for Veronica. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like the medication for depression helped you? Oh, that's a great question. So I want to say that I value and appreciate both the benefits and the limitations of medication. There's a place for it, and I'm very grateful that I did have medications at certain times. I believe God did use it to save my life. But when you research the medication, even the medication themselves, like a lot of it says, it is believed to work like this. Doctors think it works like this. They're not even sure themselves. And I will tell you that I was on 16 different medications. I was hospitalized several times. Mm. But medication did not heal me or deliver me. Hey. Medication is not the lifter of my head. God, obeying the word of God, God himself completely healed and delivered me from cutting suicide violence and uh, bipolar and borderline uh, personality disorder My and God. can I speak to uh, just one thing I want to say the craziest person if you want to look at in the Bible um, there was there was uh, a demonized man yeah and um, he was really really mentally ill so he was cutting himself with stones he was naked he was yelling at the top of his lungs he was in the tombs and he was violent right it said he, he had supernatural strength and he would you know beat up people that that tried to confine him well let me tell you about Jesus this man, he was like this for quite a while. But the Bible says that when Jesus got there to yeah. where this man was, that man who had, some of the translations say he had like, like, like so many uh, demons that it was like enough to make 2,000 pigs yeah. jump over Legions. a cliff. He Legions. was called Legion, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you what happened when uh, Jesus came on the scene. So here Satan was able to get this man to cut himself, to, to be violent, and all these other things. But... When Jesus Christ showed up on the scene, it says that man ran to Jesus and threw himself on his knees. And all of a sudden, these horrible demons became little sniveling punks. Please, Jesus, don't <laughs> throw us into the... It's not time. It's not time. That is exactly what the spiritual realm is like. When Jesus Christ comes on the scene, Hello. the demons tremble and they are sniveling little punks. And we mm, have the authority <laughs> and we get to say... In the name of Jesus, get away from me. Or That's that like New York coming out of That's yeah? right. That's right, Brooklyn. <laughs> and here's the thing. The last thing that I want to say is then, mm. so this man gets completely delivered. Now, 2,000 pigs, that's a lot of pig power, right? Yeah. But they left, and then it says, you know, that man got completely restored, and he was saying, and he wanted to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, go, go back. back home. But this is what he says. Tell everyone of all God did and of the mercy. Yes. So if you are struggling with cutting, Suicide. If you're running around naked, if you're, you know, screaming, if you have an obsession with that, Jesus' attitude is mercy. Yes. And he has authority and power, and there is no one stronger than Jesus. Come on now. Amen. So I would say cry out to cry out to the Lord and picture this. I mean, I love picturing that, these little, you yeah. know, whining things, you know. Yeah. Jesus taking authority. So. Come on, man. What about uh, Joseph's question? I Joseph says... Um, did, I guess it's for everybody or anybody. Mm -hmm. Did you notice a change in your worship or devotion during the shifts in mood, whether it be mania or mantic? 
things talking to me because I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. bipolar. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I would have times of, of incredible creative energy, but I was not really connected. There wasn't this intimacy, and I did not really feel accepted and loved and wanted and liked by God mm. like I do now. Now when I worship, it's I come already loved. I come already wanted. I come already knowing that I, that, that I am seen and that I am delighted in. So you, so you, did you see a change? Absolutely. There Absolutely. was a, yeah. I did. Praise God. So, so today, I mean, we went on several different things. What I want to do, how many more minutes? We've got several. We've got about seven minutes. Okay. What I want to do is just bring definition to these things so we can get clarity. Okay. One of the things I want to bring clarity is, uh, uh, did, did we define depression? Did we define what depression? Uh, I I, th I think you did. Did we? Yes. Uh -huh. to okay. Some degree. I, some degree. Yeah. Uh, what What about uh, bipolar? Did no. we talk about that? No. Okay. No, we didn't. Uh, that's more or less having highs and lows. Highs in expression, how you feel. You're very high, like mm -hmm. uh, 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 very active, and then all of a sudden you just sink to the bottom, Absolutely. more or less. Yeah. So it's two extremes, right? Mm -hmm. What about anxiety? You talked about anxiety. What is that? That's a panic attack, uh -huh. nervousness anxiousness right um is there anything right. that we can just describe it to help people to figure it out as they as they inspect their lives and, and inspect others that they can uh-huh that's what it is okay that's what it is because once you name a thing you can go after it right right well what i call um fear is uh the lie or the belief that uh god's not good so i can't trust oh. him yeah we right. gotta hit that right. yes so if you believe that God is not good, then you, you go. have reason to fear, don't you? Because he's in charge and almighty and most powerful. So if in your heart you, you believe that God is good sometimes or good to other people and not me, well, then, then you have a space there for anxiety to be born. Mm. Then you're going to be afraid. And here's the thing. Um, the Bible says, God, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you power, love, love and, and a sound, sound mind. Meaning, right. if you operate under the spirit of fear, you lose power love, love and yeah. sound oh, mind and that word for sound mind is a wonderful word uh, uh in greek it's called a uh, sophronosomos mm -hmm. and uh and it i hope i'm saying that right but it reminds me hey, of sofrito don't know. It's yeah good to us right right the sofrito <laughs> is the spanish stuff that we put in our food and that's how i remember it but that yeah. actually means the word is a self-disciplined mind self -discipline, so yeah. when you think about self-discipline you know, I, I used to think, well, well, how, how could I feel free? Like the word discipline and free, that to me, they seem like they cancel out each other. But yeah. God told me this. Well, how free are you if another behavior or it's thought process you. is controlling you? You're yeah. not free at all. And I created you mm -hmm. to be free. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I, I think listen. people miss it because when you said this, the light just turned on. Now, there, there's a belief and there's a doctrine out there that the, they believe that God can do good and evil that he you know there's evil there that he can do right yes so so what you're saying if you believe that God can be evil or can do evil I, let me say this can do evil then you can never totally trust him right so you were under the under the understanding that God can do evil so you always was in you were in a place of anxiety and yes. fear Yes. Until you came to the place of what? Of believing there's no darkness in him at all. Mm. That he is all good all Say the that time. Say that again. That he's there is no darkness in him at all. He is all good 
all the time and I can trust him. And that's when that guy. thing broke. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you about this. So what happened with cutting, mm -hmm. um, I did not know, I didn't see this as a sin. I saw this as a symptom. And the, here's the thing, when I stopped calling my sin, sin, and I started calling them symptoms, well, I stopped repenting of them, but the Bible says, if you confess your sins, to, it says confess your sins to one another that yes. you may be healed. Well, once you adopt the world's terminology, then you have to adopt the world's um, um, conclusions, right? Conclusions, yeah. But the Bible says, says, right, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. So if you start calling your sins symptoms, you don't confess them anymore because who confesses like Sense. diabetes and cancer, yeah, right? Right. But my behavior was certainly sinful. But when I uh, when I uh, uh, embraced this um, diagnosis as my identity, I stopped confessing my behavior as sin, and so I got sicker and sicker and sicker. Mm. So call it what it is. Absolutely, yes. And then realize that God is all good. Yes. Mm, that's powerful. Yes. That's when the change. See some, see, some of you think that God is trying to bring evil. And that's the reason why you can't totally trust him. Right. That's why depression is hanging yes. over you because you still believe this yes. could be God bringing evil to me. Right. And if you think that way, you can never receive God's deliverance. Oh, hear the sister tonight. Amen. She's 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 bringing the gospel. Absolutely. She's bringing a word for you today. Some of you need to get set free of that mm -hmm. old mindset, old religion, and false doctrine. Mm. Get that out of the way. God is all right. good. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. And there's no evil in him. Amen. And receive it and get That's delivered. Right. And know that God is for you and he's not against you. Oh, praise the Lord. And let me just tell you then quickly how I got delivered from cutting them. Mm. When my sister challenged me and she said, Veronica, you have to repent for cutting. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt offended and small and really, frankly, like, hello, crazy person here. Mm -hmm. If I could help this, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. But the spirit inside me, the Holy Spirit said, listen to her. She's speaking truth. And she said, the reason that cutting is a sin is because in the Old Testament, the Baal worshipers used to cut, cut themselves, themselves summon yeah. their God. This is like Satan worship that you're doing. And only one blood needs to be shed. Hey. Only one blood. The moment she said that to me, I did like what Puerto Ricans do when we get scared. I went, <laughs> And I said, I'm sorry. And the moment I said sorry mm -hmm. to God, that thing fell off me like a chain. Mm. I never cut since then, never had the urge to cut since then. What no medication, what no psychiatric stay, what no doctor could do in an instant through repentance, mm. believing that God was good and worthy, came off of me and never came back. My God. I don't know. Uh, some of you need to listen to this thing over again because catch it, catch it, this, this is a deliverance time. Yeah. And changing the way that you think and how you process yes. and how you see God and your position. There's a whole lot of stuff in here that's so good mm. that if you can catch this, not just hear it, but catch it by your spirit, I believe deliverance is going to happen yes. right now. Yes. Right yes. now. Yes. Deliverance. Sis, will you pray for the people? Pray deliverance for the yes. people. Those that are struggling, those that are going through it, those that, that in that dark uh, uh, mindset, mm -hmm. those that are depressed, anxiety, uh, uh, bipolar, all the things that's going on, pray for them and pray for deliverance. Mm -hmm. Would you do that? Yes. So, Father, I worship you. I worship you. I lift up your holy name, that name that is above every name, Jesus. 
And I pray for the people listening. I pray for the people that feel that they are too defective, too broken, too ashamed to be well because mm. that was me. But God, you are no respecter of persons. Yes. And so I just loose an impartation of power, love, and a sound mm. mind. I loose the fear of the Lord because the fear of the Lord oh, is the right, beginning Father. of wisdom and knowledge Thank of the you, Holy Jesus. One brings understanding. So I speak order in heaven and earth mm. to everyone listening in the name of Jesus. I speak the love of the Father in heart, soul, mind, and body and everyone listening in the name of Jesus. And I loose the spirit of truth. I loose the spirit of liberty and discernment in heaven and earth in the name of Jesus to all those listening. And I pray for healing, God, in the deep, deep places. And I pray for a revelation of your goodness, of, your, of your affection, yes. of your kindness, of your adoption, and of your power in the name of Jesus. And I command in the name of Jesus, all spirits of suicide be broken in mm. the name of Jesus. Jesus. All spirits of self-harm be broken in the name of Jesus. Mm. And all spirit of depression broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just loose the life of Christ, the freedom of Christ, the wellness of Christ, and the order of Christ. Yes. God, that we would love you, that they would love you heart, soul, mind, and body, and love their neighbor as their self, as you commanded by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty powerful, capable, willing name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Amen. 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 Listen, yeah. folks, you prayed. I believe these things are falling off of you. Amen. Yeah. You, you got to do some things. You, you got to walk this thing out. Number one, you, you got to get with him. You, you got to stay in yeah. fellowship with God. Yes. You got to pray. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you got to go for hours. No, just say, Lord, here I am. I just mm. want to speak to you for yeah. a moment. And then open up that word. Get that word in you. The word is life. Yes. The Bible. B-I-B-L-A, that Bible. It has life in it. Yes. If you go after it, it come alive in yes. your heart. Yes. And the third thing, make sure you fellowship with believers. You need to be in the house of God. Mm. Some of you are out there floating around and you're not part of anybody. You need to get in a body of Christ and stay there. Because why? Because the body brings us into fellowship with one another and with our Father within in heaven. We need it each other. That's yes. another lie from the enemy. Right. Say we don't see the enemy's trying to separate you to get you. Right. It's just like the old mindset. If you can separate them, you can pounce on them. Right. And right. let me tell you something. You need you need the body. You yes. need the church. Come on in. Yes, there's no perfect church. There's right. no perfect pastor. There's no perfect fellowship. Mm -hmm. There's none. Mm -hmm. But we all need the same one. His name is Jesus. Amen. Oh, someone said the the church is like a hospital. Yes. It's where we come and we get uh, worked on by the great physician. Yeah. And the great physician is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you. Three things. Pray, read the word, mm -hmm. and come on fellowship with the body of Christ called the church. And I believe God will give you strength and you will walk in your deliverance. Amen. Jay, um, what do you have? I have the following. The um, I think the men are still having a machismo moment behind the scenes. <laughs> What we got? What we got? But I do believe that the women are saying, "Wow, how can I meet with Sister Veronica one on one? Um, mm. How can I get in touch with her?" Um, um, I believe Sis is available on Facebook. They or, or, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. They can message you on Facebook. Message you, message right. you on Facebook, mm -hmm. and uh, we yeah. take it from there. Okay. Um, great okay. show. What else? Is there anything that we need to address? I don't think we missed any questions. Okay. But uh, I think I see a part two, maybe. I'm hearing. I heard a part two. Oh, maybe a part two. Around. If, if, if uh, Veronica, you're available, maybe we can have a part two on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would love to share the process. And there were 
absolute steps, practical steps that I took to get well and how I stay well. Oh, maybe mm -hmm. that. Amen. The steps of the steps, freedom. The steps of freedom. Because we always offer the solution. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So this is good. It, it actually, whatever. All, a lot of the things she said confirmed the word that I was, my message I was writing out last mm -hmm. night. Okay. So, wow. Um, which is called the trap house. Ah. The lies trapped in your head. Oh. Ah. So, like yeah. It. So this was good. I think this was amazing. Uh -huh. Um. Good stuff. Good. I, I'm a I'm a nice practical information guy. I don't mm. like all that lofty stuff. So keep it down here. That's right. <laughs> so we can receive it. Yeah. So, I'm we, with so you. we can receive it. You know, yeah. Because I'm not a clinician and I don't know all of that. Yeah. So I think um, it was very effective. We can see the results of that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's so we can understand it. Yeah. Because if you if you don't understand the thing, you can't walk it out. Yeah. So you have Correct. to make it sure that we can un understand. We can follow through, yeah. and uh, clarity is there. Yeah. So I think um, I think uh, she's going to be getting a lot of Facebook messages of Veronica. So make sure hey. your inbox is cleared out and ready to receive. Veronica Jimenez. Mm -hmm. Veronica Jimenez yeah. on Facebook, um, and she's a very uh, friendly and personable young lady. So I don't think you're going to have Thank any problem <laughs> connecting with her. Good show. Good show. I think awesome. you, I think it's really going to go down once it goes off live and the rebroadcast. Yeah, I think it's going to go down. Praise the Lord. You know Praise the Lord. So yes. I think it was great. Very Fun. good show. Um, hello to everybody. Everybody who joined us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what we say around here? We do not take your time lightly. Mm -hmm. So we do our best to impact your today, so you can affect someone. Make else sure they share it tomorrow. Continue to share and not invite, but share this. Yeah. Um, because this is a message that this. Broadcast is ongoing and it can ongoingly affect someone. Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. And I'd like to say word. thank you for being so brave sure. to talk about this really, really important subject that affects the body of Christ so much. Not many people do that, so yes. thank you for that. Well, we believe that uh, if, if, if we do not, then I think we're doing a dishonor to God and what yeah. he has given us. God has given us so much. Yes. And we can't be fear of man. Right. We need to fear the Lord and Amen. do what God has called us to do. So we're, we're willing to do that. Um, so, awesome. This was good. You know what I did notice, and really quick, and then we'll get out of here, is when I was looking all of this stuff up, I realized that um, the research and the studies, everything is ongoing. Hmm. No one has the answer. Come on. Which further remains that Jesus is the answer. He, he is. Amen. He always comes back to him. Come Later, on. I like that. Later for the symptoms, let's get to the solution. Mm, really, absolutely. that's Jesus. Yes. yes. So, yes. at the end of the day... Um, but share this thing. Good show. Good show, Pastor. How's morning prayer going? Oh, morning prayer is excellent. Uh, yeah. we're, we're getting close to, I think we're at the two-year mark. Mm. And uh, we, we've been faithful for about 90% of the time. We've been there from, mm. you know, Monday through Friday. And the reason why we do it is because we understand the need to the body of Christ. Those half an hour or 45, 50 minutes that we spend together is just the beginning of your prayer life. It's not the end all. But it's the beginning to cultivate a prayer life. We have people that are faithful every morning mm -hmm. and come and pray with yeah. us. Not only just here in Lancaster and Pennsylvania, but we got people in New York, Florida, Jersey, California, Arizona, Texas. Yeah. We even got people over in the Middle East and, and also London. So uh, it's spreading. And uh, see, the theme is that we want to impact people with the power of God through prayer because prayer is the key to yes. our society. Yeah. So yes. that's Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. in the morning. Come and, and, and it's called Impact Your Today. And uh, we will pray uh, for your needs and for one another. Yeah. And really quick, um, just say, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, 
Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, when I said Jesus was the solution, that's not downgrading any uh, medical practitioners. No. The, the THDs. No. Because really, you get your wisdom from God. So he's mm -hmm. still the answer. Yeah, he's still the answer. There's good doctors so, yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. But so, Jesus is the ultimate doctor. He's the ultimate Great doctor. Great physician. Yeah, yeah he, he is the ultimate physician who pours into these spectacles. Right. Yes. Yeah.